Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. Dean Richards, Sunday morning, WGN. So I'm all right now. Guess what I did for the last week? Spent the whole week in quarantine. Uncle Dean got COVID again. My second time, my second go around. Uh, my first time was pre-vaccine, or as I like to call it, COVID classic that I had. Uh, but this time, this time last week, I wasn't feeling great when I was doing the show last week. I, te- I, I did a, a COVID test before I left the house uh, last Sunday morning and tested negative. I thought, all right, well, I got a little, I'd been on a couple of planes, got a little sniffle, I got caught a little something along the way. But as the show went on, as the day went on, uh, I was really beginning to feel much worse and congested and the whole ball of wax. Did another test, and I was positive. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I did what uh, Dr. Kevin Most has uh, been telling us this whole time. Uh, put myself into, uh, in fact, I, I, I texted uh, Kevin, uh, and, uh, you know, he advised me uh, what to do, get, get rest, get fluids, uh, and stay away from people, which is what I did. I spent, I spent the whole week at home. Uh, I can't even tell you the number of Camp Lejeune commercials that I've seen uh, watching television all week in quarantine. But uh, Kevin, has, uh, as always, uh, you know, th- thank you for helping our listeners every week. But thank you for, for your help with uh, my little bout uh, of it all. I feel a thousand times better this week. I, I feel fantastic. And you tell me I'm not contagious anymore. Yeah, Dean, you know, it, it's good, too. I, I think that you're kind of a poster child now. You've been boosted and boosted and had it twice. And really, the impact of this illness, because after we talked that first day, I said, hey, let me know how you're doing tomorrow. And right. the next day, you were just kind of hanging in there and really didn't get as bad as many people have gotten who haven't been vaccinated. So yeah. kudos to you, and, and thanks for being our lab experiment. Yeah, <laughs> happy, to, happy, happy to be the... The example for everyone, uh, it, you know, it, it compared to the first time that I had it, as I, as I said, pre-vaccine, and that was awful. That that first uh, time around was horrible. This one was it was kind of like having a bad cold. I was very congested. I was coughing a lot. I had a sore throat, but I I could tell you know every day that the symptoms were going down a little bit, going away a little bit, and uh, I just I did a lot of sleeping. And, uh, you know, like that. And, you know, I figured I had been on planes <clears throat> a couple of uh, uh, times within that week. That's probably where I picked it up, I, I suppose. Uh, I had been at a funeral where there's a lot of, you know, handshaking and, you know, and all that. Uh, so, you know, who knows? Who knows where it was? But I, I, all I kept thinking during this whole thing was thank goodness for all the vaccinations that we had because. I'm able to compare what it was like pre-vaccine to now being fully vaccinated uh, to where, yeah, you get sick, but it's nothing, nothing at all uh, like uh, what happens the uh, the first time. 
And yeah, Dean, it's interesting the way you describe that too. You had plenty of exposure points, right? Um, <clears throat> and what everyone really needs to understand is if you have even symptoms of a cold, don't go to that wake, don't go to that funeral. If you're getting, if you have to travel, make sure you wear a mask because I think what's happening is the complacency of many people say, "Oh, I just got a little cold," but boy. I really need to go to this wake to show my support to the family on their loss. And next thing you know, they've exposed, you know, five, six, seven people, 10 people. Right, and, right. and this continues to spread. Right. For for me, it was before I was symptomatic in any way. But I know oh, I, I'm thinking you probably got better chance that you got exposed at a wake or funeral uh, where people are, you know, giving hugs and, and oh, talking closely yeah, than possibly. the airport where I know how safe you are and, and you know, you're masked when you're in the right. airport. And, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I still uh, contacted uh, as many people as I could remember that I came in physical contact with and said, hate to tell you this, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, this is going on. So, you know, watch for symptoms, maybe get test yourself and, uh, so as far as I know, nobody got back to me and said, uh, you know, thanks, uh, numbskull, for passing that along. As far as I know, I did not pass it along to anyone else. So hopefully uh, that was the case. But uh, as as we say every single week to Dr. Kevin Most, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for. Oh, you're welcome. And, you know, it's nice, Dean, advice. that you won't be known as Typhoid Dean for the next couple months. Right, so. right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm Superman right now, I guess, right? <laughs> Uh, what's yeah. the, so what's the latest go, going on with this? I've been, you know, I've been, well, first of all, I heard that, you know, I'm in good company. The, uh, the director of the CDC also tested positive, uh, the, this past week, also with mild symptoms, which is how we would, uh, describe mine. So, uh, you know, uh, anybody can get it, I guess. Right. You're absolutely right. I mean, here's Dr. Walensky, who's going to be the poster child for promoting vaccinations and promoting, um, you know, masking and that everything. And, and she ends up with it. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of people in the medical side kind of looking at her going, you know what? You made this statement about masks not being needed in healthcare facilities. And, you know, uh, and here all of a sudden you show up positive and it's again, one of the unfortunate missteps of the CDC saying, oh, you know what, we're doing okay. And then here the director ends up positive a few days later. Yeah, uh, it, which also, you know, got me thinking. I, I know that uh, children, is it under five years old now, can be vaccinated for uh, for uh, get all the latest and greatest vaccines. Is, is that right? Correct. Yep. And that just happened last week, which is really key because when we look at vaccination rates, these are these young kids who haven't been vaccinated, haven't been exposed to anything. And I'll tell you right now in the world of pediatric medicine across the entire country, we are extremely high concern because of the shortage of pediatric beds. I was on a call on Friday with a hundred chief medical officers from around the state um, speaking with the director of IDPH and we were just sharing with them that we have no beds. And we're talking about individuals. <clears throat> Some people downstate had to send individuals to Indianapolis. Some people up had to send uh, children to Green Bay because those were the closest beds. So really the strongest message I can say right now for the, the pediatrics, especially coming into trick-or-treat day, is, man, make sure your kids are vaccinated. I can tell you, if you've watched the national news, it's been the lead story the last three nights on NBC National News about the shortage of pediatric beds 
And we really need to make sure we care for these kids and protect them as much as we can, especially if we don't have anywhere to put them in a hospital. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Halloween. Uh, I was wondering about that because, you know, kids are going to be running from door to door yelling trick or treat. Uh, some of them will have masks on. Do those do Halloween masks protect you? Uh, is there a great uh, chance that kids or the person passing out the the treats uh, could be at risk from the simple encounter of answering the doorbell, handing out some candy, the kids run away. Yeah, this is one year I would say be careful. You know, careful for the kids. Obviously, do all the things to make sure the kids are safe as far as what they're wearing and, and um, reflective tape if they're going to be out late, all that. But really, what you're talking about is probably even more important. After all, these little kids are excited. This is their day. And many of them probably won't have masks on because they're just not going to wear a mask. And for them to be three feet away from you yelling trick or treat and then thank you, boy, if I was if I'm handing out candy on, I'm going to wear a mask because I'm more concerned about the little kid who isn't going to miss that day. Even if they have some symptoms, they're going to fake it or they're going to say, I feel fine because that is their day. And uh, exposure is going to be very high or a chance of very high exposure to those answering the doors and handing out candy. Yeah, remember the first Halloween after the pandemic was announced and people were rigging up these, uh, you know, sort of sliding devices from their front door to put candy in a a slide so the kids wouldn't even come near the the front door uh, to to limit the exposure during all that. Is, Is that overkill to go back to something like that? Well, I, I don't. I wouldn't say. I mean, if you do it and it's fun, the kids probably have as much fun doing it as as it is keeping you safe. But I certainly would be careful this year, just because the amount of BA four, BA five that are that's out there right now, and the low rates of vaccination. So, so few people have gotten this bivalent that all these little kids that can carry it around, and we know, you know, our great breeding grounds for viruses are going to be running and being right within feet of you. And you don't know who they are or what their situation is. They're there for 10 seconds, but uh, they'll certainly spread the illness. Let me take a break. We'll come back and get to your questions for Dr. Kevin Most, 312-981-7200. Dean Richards, Sunday morning, WGN with Dr. Kevin Most. Talking all things COVID and all things health. Kevin, you'll be able to relate to this because you did come to our Tree Time broadcast several years ago. Uh, that I will now, since I had COVID this past week, and you tell me I'm not contagious now, right? That after five, five days of quarantine, I'm okay. I'm still not going to open the Dean Richards kissing booth uh, as uh, we normally uh, do when we do our Tree Time show this year. We'll have to find Boy, that'll impact how many people come out. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be very disappointed to yep. Uh, yep. Yep, not be able to, to you know, to step on up. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? A question came in uh, from the 847. Dean, when you got COVID this time, had you been wearing your mask whenever you were indoors or with other people? I, I would say that I had my mask on when I was around crowds of people. Uh, I, w- I was not as diligent you know, one-on-one with people, you know, if I went to dinner, uh, we, you know, we didn't have masks on at the table, you know, that sort of thing. Should I have, should I, should I have the mask on? I, I mean, should, well, should people be doing that? Yeah. You know, I think if you're going to be in crowds that you don't have control over, that you don't know, 
certainly it's an option if people are super concerned or you're immunocompromised or you have someone at home that's immunocompromised. Um, but like you said, you know, when you got it, it felt like a bad cold this time. So there's a lot of people with the mitigation strategies that we've used in the past that have just kind of put those aside. I would say, you know, coming into the holidays, I would just be a little bit more careful right, right. around now. Right. We're going to be all in inside weather's going to change again and and uh we certainly want to slow this thing down because those sub variants are popping up again and which is not fun yeah and as you had uh have you been telling us for the last three years those masks protect you from giving something to someone else it's not as effective protecting you from somebody who may have it talking into your face is that right Correct. I mean, unless you're wearing an N95, you know, it's really, it's a barrier to slow down the spread for one thing. And the other big thing is it stops you from touching your face. It stops you from touching your nose or your mouth, which is certainly one thing that's going to restrict or slow the spread to you if you've been exposed and it's on your hand. Ron is uh, 312-981-7200 with Dr. Kevin Most. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm planning next week on going to South America, Patagonia. I'm wondering what's the outlook for international travel at this point in time. Is that safe to do those kinds of things? Absolutely, Ron. You know, it's nice you're going to South America. You're you're at the end of the tail end of their flu season, so you're going to miss out on that while we are starting to ramp up for ours. Um, but certainly, you know, travel at the airport is going to be important. Now, I will say that you have to understand that the vaccination rates in those countries, depending on where you're going to be, might be quite low. So I would be careful of being where you're at. Try to use some of the other strategies of distancing, washing hands, et cetera. Um, but certainly we haven't seen any huge outbreaks in South America that have caused increased hospitalizations. I hope you're fully vaccinated at this point, and I would recommend getting the BA4, BA5 bivalent uh, prior to traveling. Well, yeah, I'm fully vaccinated. The only thing is uh, I've been on an antibiotic lately, and the pharmacist said don't take the new Omicron thing while you're on an antibiotic. So I've had to hold off on doing that one. Does that sound yeah. right? Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you don't. Some people say yes, some right? people say yeah, some people say yes, some people say no. If you're on an antibiotic for upper respiratory infection that's been proven to be bacterial, which is very few, or a sinus infection, um, your immune system is fighting that. In your situation, though, I would be careful just because once you leave, you're not going to be able to get that vaccine in South America, and the chance of you getting exposed kind of increases. So uh, if you can, I would try to get it. It won't peak until two weeks, but certainly if you've been vaccinated, it will start to work within just a couple of days to get you some protection. Ron, good luck to you with that, and thank you for the call. Mary, you're next on WGN. Hello. Hi. First of all, I miss out on the kids in booths, and I've been to most of your tree time shows, so I don't know where well, that was. Maybe next year. <laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe next time. I was going to ask Dr. Most, I'm concerned about the study that if you didn't get COVID, that you would increase risk of Alzheimer's. And I'm wondering what he thought of that study that came out. Yeah, Mary, you know, that study, and, and we all have to take every study right now with a grain of salt. We have to remember that we still don't know the cause of Alzheimer's. We still don't know any treatment options for Alzheimer's. This disease, COVID, has been here for such a short period of time that any stipulation or any 
um, jump to judgment saying, boy, if you do this, you're going to have an increased chance of, of Alzheimer's with COVID. I would be very hesitant. Those numbers are not big enough. We don't have a longitudinal time to study this. And again, we're still trying to figure out exactly what causes Alzheimer's. So I would not put much um, uh, weight on those studies currently. Oh, okay. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for the call, Mary. See you at the Kissing Booth 2023, I guess. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for uh, all the great information every week. Uh, Just a a quick reminder, too, uh, as uh, the month of October winds down, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And uh, something that uh, both men and women ought to be aware of and and know uh, all the risk factors. You know, we've done uh, plenty of specials through the years here on WGN, but uh, just a a good time to remind everyone to check with your physicians about the risk of all that, right? Absolutely, Dean. Maybe we'll take a couple minutes next week to just hit on some of the high points and some of the concerns that people might have. Yeah, it sounds great. Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. Have a great week, Kev. Thank you. Take care, Dean. We'll talk soon.